HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, road trippers, you have indeed reached Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. But before we can take off on this week's road trip, we need to fill up the tank, which is code for pay the bills, which is code for run the commercials for the folks who are enabling us to go on these agave road trips. So sit back and Chava and I will circle back to you in a second. Je suis un grand canard, monsieur la tête de bombe de terre. Lou, are you speaking in tongues? Oh, Chava, I thought you spoke French. I do, Lou. I lived in Nice for a year, and what exactly is that that you're trying to speak? <laughs> well, I'm trying to speak French. Okay, if you say so, and what are you trying to say in French? I am saying I would like to try your sombre mezcal, please. Again, okay, if you say so, but why are you attempting to order your sombre in French? Oh, Chava, young Chava, have you not heard? There is a new sombra on the market, the Reposi. I think you mean Reposado? No, Chava, that's Spanish. I'm speaking French. Then I think you mean Reposé. Ah, le Reposé is fantastico. <laughs> Still not French, but could you please get to the point? Yeah, sure. Sombra has a new aged version of their award-winning Espadine Mezcal and is being aged in Bored Duck's oak wine barrels. Good Lord. Bordeaux. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds better. Bordeaux wine barrels from, um, from, could you read this for me? Okay, okay. Let me check. Chateau Le Ville Bois Ferré. Wow. That's one of the original second growth states in Bordeaux established in 1855? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure exactly what second growth means, but I can tell from all of your exclamation points that it's significant, which is what I figured from everything I've been reading about this. So I'm thinking the next time I go to a mezcal bar and I try to order a copita full of sombra rep, sombra, sombra reposé. Right. Next time I go to order a copita of Sombra Reposé, I'm going to have to be able to speak fancy. Fancy talk gets you fancy mezcal. I'm guessing you could just say, I like the Sombra Reposé. You know nothing is that simple with me, Chava. I do, Lou, but for everyone else, just say, I like the Sombra Reposé. Hey, bartender, do you know the importance of seasonal menus? Why pre-batching summer sippers is the pro move? Or, and this is my favorite, why frozen cocktails on a stick? Hey, Roy, give me some sound on this. Frozen cocktails on a stick. Want to know why they might be the coolest, most delicious trend yet? Well, I couldn't tell you answers to any of that stuff. But Katie Renshaw... 
Katie Renshaw could. Katie's a 2019 world-class U.S. bartender of the year, and she's serving up summer like never before in a new series of master classes on DiagioBarAcademy.com. Diageo Bar Academy is a free online resource that equips bartenders, servers, managers, and hospitality professionals with the insights, stories, and tools to be better. Stay informed, get inspired, and nurture connections to grow your career or your business by joining Diageo Bar Academy. Visit DiageoBarAcademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Visit today. It's completely free, and you will be amazed at all they have to offer. That's D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Log on now at DiageoBarAcademy.com to raise the bar and enhance your career. I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Periban. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today... Today, Chava, I want to mix it up. Oh, no. That joke alert. That joke alert. Dad, dad, <laughs> not bad joke. You're saying dad joke? I'm saying both. Okay, but that's yeah. fair. So what I want to talk about today, Chava, is what is an ensemble? Ensemble. You pronounce it weirdly, actually. Does Where, it really? start, yeah, like it, like you pronounce it like if it was an AE thing. I say ensemble. What do you mean an AE thing? Like, oh, ensemble. Where's the A in what you're saying? Is it the second E or the first E? Like before the E, you like, it sounds like you add an A. Ensemble. Okay, no, no, no. That was okay? Yeah, that was Well, you great. know, it's interesting you say that because, in fact, sometimes I see on labels where it's it's supposed to be spelled, well, I shouldn't say it's supposed to be, sometimes it's spelled E-N-S-E-M-B-L-E. Oh, no, that's just, that, that's just wrong. Is it really? Yeah, it's just flat wrong. Oh, then I'm going to change it on the way we spell it <laughs> for the episode. <laughs> yeah. And then I see it's spelled E-N-S-A-M-B-L-E-S. That's so the correct that's the word. Correct yeah, that's a word that exists in the dictionary. And then sometimes I see it spelled M-E-Z-C-L-A. What? Yeah, mescla. Ah. <laughs> did, I, did I throw you? You, you, you? you didn't catch that? No, sorry. So, okay, so so and so, what does ensemble mean, Java? Ensemble means uh, very close to, to the English word ensemble, assembly. Okay. Yeah, ensemble, like ensemble in French. So Whatever. what it means is a bunch of musicians get together and make a bottle of agave spirits. Sort of. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just basically, uh, this, is, this, this actually talks a lot about how the market for mezcal has evolved during these last years. Uh, before, and when I say before, maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, people did not choose specific species of mezcal, of agaves to make a bottle of mezcal. Right. They will go out into the field. Yeah. They will see that a tepestate was ripe. Then they will find a quiche. Then we'll find a spadin, a mexicano. Because these they, all are going to reach maturity at different times. Exactly. So they will just catch whatever was ripe, cut it all, throw it into the oven, cook it, distill it, and have a bottle that was maybe... 10% tepestate, 5% espadin, 25% quiche, and whatever. And they did not care about, well, they, they, they had to figure out the ways in which these combinations tasted good. 
but it was not like one of these ensembles was more expensive than the other. Yeah, that's, you know, that's an interesting point. I can't remember where I heard it recently, but somebody told me that you never blend Tobola and Tepestate because they have opposite flavors. Well, actually, I, 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 I went through a lot of interviews about this, uh, editing some videos for Magay Melate with Artemio. Yeah, yeah, that's where I heard <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 there you yeah. go, there you go. Yeah, so he has some rules about this, and he said that for him it's very important that it tastes like an ensemble, and that it's very easy that if you use too much of one, it overpowers everything, and it just tastes like that one, especially some of the quiches. I think he refers to the Tobasiche. So he says that a lot of the... Of the, of the expertise that it takes to do a fortunate exam, uh, assembly is for all the notes. It's a little bit like mixing uh, music, right? Yeah. You want everything to have its own space. You want to be able to hear the bass and the guitar and the voice all at a level that they have presence, but at the same time make a unity uh, or unit. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, that that's a little bit of the of the assembly. Sometimes maybe the quish this year had stronger flavor than the Tobala last year. So it, God, it's how the, would you know that? Yeah, that this right? is like the, the, you cooked it all together now and you what? You're gonna taste everything before you I have start no, milling. Uh, when when he was talking about this stuff, I, I was just like, this is pure witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> that that was what like uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's a, an ensemble. Yes. Right. So what's a mescla? Uh, mezcla is, I think, something more contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, literally, literally, when I visit Lalo, right, my, I think I say his name twice in every episode. Maybe. When I visit Lalo in Santa Catarina Minas, if he's making what you just described, right, cooking all the agaves together, milling them together, fermenting together, distilling all is one thing. Yeah. He calls that a mezcla. Oh, really? Yeah. And and he says an ensemble is, in fact, when you make a spirit using just espadine, and then you make a spirit using just tobala, and then you make a spirit using just araqueño, and then you mix them post-production. Cold. But yeah, like a cold a cold blend is what they would yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah. Hot blend would be cooking it all together, because I guess all those agave are getting funky and hot together. Yeah, Great image. Okay. Thank you. And then cold blend. So, so in some communities, like in Lalo's community and Minas, mescla means, means hot blend and ensemble means cold blend. But in other communities, this is the thing that drives us nuts. Other communities, ensemble will refer to the hot blend and mescla will refer to the cold blend. Yeah. But I will say, I will, I will claim that the mescla is so much more of a contemporary thing because again, they started making single. When you say a mescla here, you're talking very specifically about cold the cold blend. blend. Yeah. Thank cold you. blend will be a very contemporary thing because they just started making single agave expressions and then the market. Uh, because that's how fashion works, right? <laughs> like, like they they will first ask for the single, and then they were like, "Oh, we're getting bored of the single. Now we want the ensemble." And the mescalero has a lot of single expressions in his in, in his production place. He's like, "Hell, like now, what do I do?" Right. So they just they they go they just start call blending. Blended. Right, right, right. I I honestly couldn't say that one is better than the other. Well, well. I, huh. Of course you can't. 
Like it, it, it's, it's impossible, <laughs> right? Well, it's impossible to say that because so, so much depends on the person who's doing the blending, what it is that they're blending, right? I mean, if you want to even say tradition, while you and I aren't familiar with a community that um, that has been doing cold blending Maybe that's for just years, ignorance. Yeah. that might be like, I hate to use that word ignorance in, in reference to me, but uh, maybe it is something we just haven't experienced. But, you know, this also brings to mind for me um, the worlds of other spirits, mm-hmm. right? Like whiskey and wine. Oh, yeah. Because this is not a new thing in the, con- like it, th- there's, there's regions that specialize in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in fact, we, you and I had a conversation. With, One of our, the best interviews we've ever done, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah that was great. With, with Guillaume Couvalier. 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 Yeah. Like okay. that. Uh, with Guillaume <laughs> from Davos Brands. Uh, they're the owner of Sombra. So we were doing a, a tasting of their, their new, um, Reposé. Uh, <laughs> Just say Reposé. And, uh, and we got this great quote from him about blending uh, in Bordeaux. So Guillaume, take it away. What made Bordeaux so special back, you know, 100, 200 years ago is that, you know, not only the sod is amazing, it creates, you know, it, it grow, it allows a, a fruit to grow and mature in a beautiful way and give a very good quality fruit. But the, the, the Bordeaux winemaker blended their, their grape varietals. So what the blend does, and, and it's, and it's a little bit, I mean, we can talk about, we can go from here to mezcal, but, but you know, what, I'm a big fan of the blend, you know, the people that just say, I'll have a Chardonnay or a cab or, a, you know, um, a single something, you know, it's, it's probably, it could be very nice, but the minute you start blending, suddenly the spectrum of aromatic, you know, organoleptic uh, flavors just like explodes and it's a lot more fun, more interesting and more, you know, it's it just a better, better experience. You know, why I love this quote. Tell me. <laughs> no, I, I think that when you start blending a little bit, what we were saying out Artemio, the personal touch gets expanded because you ha- you have you have more decisions as a human of how much to mix of each and in which ways so when you're doing an espadine sort of the espadine gives you a lot of the like you know it's it is you you have to extract the flavors of it but that's it, it it's a single color painting well i get what you're i mean not single color but 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 it's say it's in the range of blues okay so you're only working with blues and then you start adding other agaves and you have other oh i like this color analogy follow it stay with the color analogy yeah so you have the blues and then suddenly somebody gives you a box of reds and then you're making purple and you only have two colors you also have everything that it's in between those two colors oh that's interesting. Well, you know, I like I get that. I get that. And in fact, it, it reminds me of the fact that when you've got you've got people who work at whiskey distilleries, bourbon distilleries, they refer to those people often as master blenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know that. And I mean, in the in the context of agave spirits, it's a little bit different because the technologies that they use to make these things, uh, you can your spectrum of calibration is a lot bigger than industrial scenario. Like you, you, you have more ways of affecting your tools than in a very well calibrated industrial context. But by adding different agaves, again, like I, I just think you, to Guillaume's point, you expand 
what you can say. In there's a reason why I call these expressions, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we don't call different types of uh, yeah. Like that's why the expression exists, I believe, to 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 name certain kinds of spirits. So it's interesting to me that this is a conversation we're having now, right? About what is an ensemble, mm-hmm. right? Because it's showing up on so many bottles. Thank the Lord, yeah, right. And yet, and yet, there is no actual legal definition. It's not. It's nowhere in the gnome. It is not in the gnome that defines mezcal. It doesn't. It doesn't show up anywhere. Jesus Christ! But that that's that that has a huge effect because imagine that I say that this bottle. Mm-hmm. It's 99% tempestate, which is a very inefficient agave, which is a very expensive to make uh, spirit, and 1% espadine. There's nobody in there to check that this is accurate. Well, you know, I, I couldn't speak to that. I don't I don't know that for a fact. I'd be surprised just from what I've seen of uh, certification, if it were that detailed. And even if it were like, what does 25% mean versus 75%, right? Are you talking about volume of the agave before it was cooked? Oh, that's At great. which point you've got yeah. different bricks <sighs> counts for agave. So really, where do the sugars come from? I don't know how you do that. Exactly, because you can be either measuring by kilograms of agave. Mm-hmm. So maybe you started with one ton of espadine and one ton of tepestate, and is that 50% exactly. and 50%? Exactly. Or because 50, like a one ton of espadine is going to give you 100 liters and one ton of tepestate is exactly. going to give you maybe one liter. So yeah. what, when do you ca- start counting the percentages? That, that That's fascinating. Right. So it's just like one of these, it's interesting. It's one of these loopholes that, again, even though I think it's, pretty clear that I'm not a fan of the denomination of origin of mezcal. Um, if you are talking about uh, 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 trying to put truth to labels, yeah. this is an area where it gets so confusing. Not only, you know, you could literally make, based on, on how the, the laws work right now, you could make an Espadine mezcal and label it an ensemble. There's no rule that says you can't. Because you could also argue that maybe you use different subspecies of espadine. You don't even have to argue that. There's no legal definition of ensemble. In fact, same thing with pachuga, yeah. right? There is destillado con. You distilled with something, but you could literally just take an espadine, call it pachuga. Yeah, and, yeah. And this, and this, this is relevant because these are attributes that can make you charge more. For a bottle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Though any, yeah. Yes. Any, you could say anything to charge more for a bottle if you just sell the story right. Yeah. But, but again, but these are things that people are looking into bottles to pay more money for. Right. Right. That, 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 that's my point. This is fascinating. Right. So, 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 okay. So what is the relevant point for gringo bartenders with regard to ensemble? Oof. Well, first of all, that they need to be able to explain this to third parties and themselves. Yeah. And, to know that that it's well, like, I, I'll tell you, I think that the takeaway is if somebody comes into your bar and asks hey, that mezcal bottle, it says ensemble. What does that mean? I I, I think the uh, the answer is exactly the the description you used with colors. Mm-hmm. Is you're blending different colors. It's different agaves, and those agaves are colors. And by blending them, you're going to get a unique flavor that is greater than the sum of its parts. I like that. Okay. I like that. I think we should wrap it before I say something to screw it up. Yes. Then. Top. Adios. <laughs> Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. 
Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Peribán. Sound Engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at gaberroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. A Gabby Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.